Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Chop, chop. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's a beautiful day. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. You guys are nerds. This is exactly what the nerds want. Our name shall become legend. Spoken in hushed tones by nerds across the galaxy. If you build it, nerds will come. Nerds must love this place. They think we're a bunch of nerds, and I'll tell you something. I think they're right. Let, let the nerds take over. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. We hope you've got your coffee. Because it's time for our brand new morning show for Love Thy Nerd and anyone who finds themselves at the cross-section of nerd culture and church culture. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the director of content and resources for Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Deidre, as far as you know. <laughs> Later in the show, we're celebrating nerdiness year by year. It was inspired by the fact that today is Embrace Your Geekiness Day. What better way to do that than by celebrating the things that first made us this way? So this week, we are kicking off what will be a regular series once a season. We will take a look at four years of nerd history and talk about everything we nerded out over from that year. This week, we're going to kick off our first four years, 1985 to 1988. I was born in 1985, uh, so that's kind of why we're starting there. But mm -hmm. it is also a banner year for nerd culture. So let's dive in to some of the most popular stuff from that year. First of all, Back to the Future. Mm. Can we just start right there? Can yeah. we start with the greatest trilogy of movies <laughs> of all time? Yeah, I I do remember watching Back to the Future mm -hmm. quite a bit. So we, the, oh, go ahead. Didn't they have like a you know the VHS set of all of them? They did, and it was like really cool looking. It was one of yeah. It, that might be the first one that I remember that was like one of those box sets that had the art that stretched across all yeah, of them and, yeah. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Back to the Future has been since a child. Uh, my, my favorite set of movies. I remember going to Blockbuster mm -hmm. many times and my mom would always give me, you know, you can rent two things <laughs> and usually it would be a movie and a Nintendo 64 game or something. But uh -huh. Every, like, at least twice a year, I would ask her, can I please rent all three Back to the Futures? <laughs> and I don't know why she just didn't buy those, <laughs> because we bought movies, and I rented them all the time. Uh, but I loved, <laughs> loved just getting all three of those from Blockbuster and spending all weekend long just going through all three of them the entire time. <laughs> just a binge watch session on repeat of all the movies. Uh, I have a edited together version of mm -hmm. Back to the Future to where it's one long movie where they piece together the the connections between the, the three. Oh, yeah. Which is really fun to watch, but it's like five and a half hours long. Right. So it's like, if you're not doing anything else today, sit down <laughs> and enjoy this movie. Also, fun fact, we've been in the DeLorean. A DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the it DeLorean. The DeLorean. It, was it was the DeLorean. It was one of those people that just have a DeLorean, <laughs> that have one of those old... Uh, <laughs> old DeLoreans that they've modded out to look like it. Uh, but we do have some really cool pictures in those, yeah. Do you remember we, like, <laughs> took those pictures with our little... Was it a flip the guy, phone? It was a, it was, no, no, it was it a was phone. A, it was yeah. a normal phone. You had a phone that had, like, the slide-out keyboard. You remember? Oh, that, that was the phone. We bought it because it had a really nice camera as for, well. For the time. Yeah. For the time. <laughs> but uh, the problem was the guy who ran the... Thing was the one who was in charge of helping people take their photos 
and he was all shaky. (laughs) So even though we have a couple cool pictures, they're all kind of blurry, just a little bit blurry. They're not clear because he couldn't keep his hands uh, from shaking. Yeah. Bro, you got to get somebody else to do that. (laughs) Uh, This was also the first year of WrestleMania. Wow. WrestleMania. WrestleMania number one. In 1985. 1985. I'm so, I mean, it was it was a spectacle. I wouldn't go so far to say it was a good show, but it was a spectacle. <laughs> Second year was worse. Second year, they're like, hey, let's split this up into three different arenas. And so they did a third of the show in every different arena. And when it wasn't your turn, if you were in the arena, they just had big screens up that you could watch what was going on in the other arena. And I'm Why? like, that's lame. <laughs> <laughs> that's unnecessarily lame. <laughs> but, but uh, I mean, it's WrestleMania now is a two night event and one of the biggest spectacles uh, of the year. It's it's second only to the Super Bowl, I think, in popularity, and it's about around the same time. Uh, <laughs> Last year's Super Bowl, not this year. This year's was all right. It wasn't bad. But last year's Super Bowl, I mean, Super Bowl, WrestleMania was out of this world. (sighs) They had a couple iffy years, but last year, it just, I think everything hit. It was so good. Mm. Uh, This was uh, when MacGyver, the TV show, came out. Did you ever watch MacGyver? You know, I I don't know that I've ever seen an episode of MacGyver. We're only we're only I mean my used parents the were jokes. really in them. We're only right. used to the jokes from Stargate. Yes. <laughs> they would they would get it in there Richard every Dean now and Anders. then. <laughs> Wasn't it it was in the first episode where I'm they had sure. Samantha say, somehow we MacGyvered our way into this uh, <laughs> getting this thing working. <laughs> I'm like that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, but yeah I I I've never I've watched maybe two or three episodes when I was really young, and I barely remember it. Yeah, um, I want to. I want to check it out. And now, as an adult, everything I think of is just MacGruber, that yes. parody from <laughs> Saturday Night Live. <laughs> MacGruber, uh, The Goonies. This is one of your favorite movies from childhood, didn't it? It was not my favorite movie. No, it I didn't scared say favorite. me. It scared you. It scared me well, when you made I made me watch little. it. So I thought yeah, you liked that, it. Was, that was when I was a teenager. But I, the first memories I have of the Goonies is being scared. It's terror. <laughs> yes. My sister really liked it. And so we would watch it a lot. Okay. But, did it scare you all the time, every time? Or did you get used to it and then come around to it? Uh, it scared me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the, I'm trying to remember the movie. Is it just the, hey, you guys character or? was it, Is there like a. No, maybe I'm thinking of Star Wars, the thing that's under the water. That's Star the Wars. Trash shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it was the Hey You Guys guy. Yeah. Yeah. He creeped me out. Mm-hmm. And As then I know. think I was just like scared of the lady too, you know, that was chasing them the whole time. And oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Uh okay. Well, how about Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Uh <laughs> he knows that I am not a fan of Pee Wee. And that's why he's bringing it up. I love that movie when I was a kid, too. <laughs> Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Now, that movie scared me because it had a scene that I've... was like a weird claymation nightmare thing that happened with the trucker lady. 
like your face just got all gross because they turned it into like a claymation kind of vfx mm -hmm. thing and it was bleh, it was disgusting but i still loved the movie it was about him trying to get his bike back like his bike got stolen and then it got stolen again and then it just kept finding its way all the way across the country and he's just traveling across the country to try and get his special red bike back wow <laughs> <laughs> uh but that was uh that was my favorite and so Pee-wee pee -wee scars me in general. <laughs> so that was like, I didn't realize that that was kind of like the first Pee-wee, like, thing. Like, Pee-wee's Playhouse started the next year. The oh, TV really? show. I always thought it was the TV show. A movie based on the TV. And then, yeah, then they're like, here's his big movie. But no. So wow. I don't even know. I mean, I'm sure there. I'm sure Pee Wee existed before the movie in some form or fashion. I haven't done all the research, but I'm sure it existed enough. Kind of like Ernest, you know, like Ernest existed mm -hmm. as a before character for like commercials and stuff. And they're like, let's make a movie out of him. Pee Wee was in several. Oh, and Chong okay, movies. that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them lar that l large Marge. That's who it was. Tell them large Marge sent you. Oh man, what a movie. What a movie that was. <laughs> I've never seen it unless you made me watch it. I'm pretty it. sure I made you watch it. I, I have make you burned watch, it from my memory. I didn't so. make you watch the circus one that came later, which I also liked and watched a lot. Pee-wee's Pee Big Top Circus? I don't know, something like that. <laughs> All right, here's something that you liked, right? Pound puppies? Pound puppies, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Those weird flat All puppy dogs. All my friends had little puppy dogs, and we'd bring them to church and... Hang out with our pound puppies with a little diaper on it. <laughs> well, the little, little diapers. You bought one for our daughter. I did. Came back, I guess. I don't, I don't think they've there, always been around. There was this end cap, I think, in Target that just was clearly made for millennials to purchase <laughs> with an excuse of get it for your kids. And yeah, it had little pound puppies in there. It even came within the like the little cage that mm -hmm. you know little cage, cage box, box. Yeah. could get a pound puppy yeah <laughs> it has a little diaper and everything <laughs> <sighs> that's adorable uh inspector gadget the cartoon the kids no. on wednesday were watching inspector gadget the really? original the original cartoon and i was like inspector gadget yeah wow yeah with uh the claw guy. Uh-huh. You only saw his arm. Unlike in the movie, which totally screwed everything up. You can't see the guy. You see his arm, you see his cat. That's all you see. Sheesh. In the back of a chair. That's what you see. They always gotta go changing things for movies. <laughs> uh, all right, Jenga. Jenga came out oh, in 1985. Wow. Did you realize it was that, that old? old? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a mid-90s thing. Yeah. But uh, maybe that's just when it took off. But yeah, the stacking, stacking little wood blocks game, mm -hmm. which I am terrible at. <laughs> but I think I always beat you whenever we play. Oh, I feel like I feel like mm. I always beat you. I feel like you're worse. I feel like you probably like nudged me while I was trying to do it. <laughs> I just bumped the bottom of the table. <laughs> just push it ever so slightly. Let it wiggle a little. <laughs> uh, new Coke came out in 1985. Not everything can be a, a victory for the year. New Coke. The Coke everyone hated. You're like, hey, everyone loves our product. You know what we should do? Change it. 
A lot of companies have fallen by that uh, problem a lot. Uh-huh. Windows, Windows 7. You know what? Everybody loves Windows 7. It's like the, the best operating system we've ever made. For Windows 8, let's change every single thing about our, our program. Was that and make Vista? It, uh, was no, that, that was Windows 8. That was the Tiles one. Okay. That was one that was like made for touchscreen and it was supposed to work with like a Windows phone and all this and mm. everything was in tiles and everyone hated it. <laughs> we had it, we had it, uh, we had bought a new computer for the church here uh, during the Windows 8 thing and we had to download a program that would allow it to open up on a normal start page. So it only it would open up that. with the tiles. Like you couldn't, you wouldn't even start on a desktop. Yeah. It was so unimportant but we're not talking about windows 8 we're talking about new coke <laughs> and how nobody liked it uh checks mix like in the bag also came out in 1985 wow. i also thought that was a mid-90s thing wow. a lot older than i thought um i'm a big fan of that checks mix right i like making your own making your own you can add a little bit more of the the seasoning and stuff and mm-hmm. whatnot and you can put in what you want instead of those weird breadsticks that nobody likes and they're pointless I like the bread they're sticks. terrible <laughs> They're just, it's just gluten. It tastes like nothing. It tastes like crunchy gluten. I, even, I do like how they have a whole bag of just the, the rye chips. The rye chips. You yeah. can just get those. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> like the seasoning doesn't even stick to the breadsticks. They're like too, too smooth and gross. It's like the break you take in between. <laughs> I don't want a break. I don't want a palate cleanser in between the same snack I'm eating. <laughs> Uh, Weird Al's Dare to be Stupid album Oh wow! came out this year. Maybe my favorite Weird Al album. Had some, let's go through this track list here. Had Like a Surgeon, okay. which was the Like a Virgin parody mm-hmm. from Madonna. Dare to be Stupid, which was a fantastic anthem that he wrote himself. Uh, I Want a New Duck, instead of I Want a New Drug. I Want a New Duck. One that won't try to bite. (laughs) Uh, One more minute. This was like an Elvis Presley style doo-wop ballad, but about not liking the lady. (laughs) I don't remember the lyrics now, but it it ends with, then spend one more minute with you. So it's like, I'd rather do this. Oh, got you, got you. Yoda. Okay. Uh-huh. Which was a parody of Lola by the Kinks. Uh, but the, that, yeah, I would sing that. In the yeah, I, I remember you singing that. Car trips, yeah, very out loud. Uh, <laughs> George of the Jungle theme song. This was actually for the television theme uh, that he wrote, George of the Jungle. Watch oh. out for that tree. Uh, slime Creatures from Outer Space. Um, this wasn't technically a parody, it was more of a style parody from sci fi soundtracks, but it was about running from. Slime creatures from outer space. <laughs> Girls just want to have lunch. <laughs> Cindy Lauper parody. George uh, of the Jungle was a great movie. It was. <laughs> yes. Ron, I can't say your name. Huh? The Viridian Toothy. The Viridian Toothy Cow. Cow. You said it. George <laughs> of the Jungle was a great movie. Yeah. Um, the and first I, one. The second one was terrible. I didn't know Weird Al made the song for that. Uh huh. Well. It wasn't for the it wasn't for the movie. I think they someone else re, re uh I don't even know if they had the mm-hmm. lyrics in the movie one, but it was for the television show, the cartoon. Okay. Um <laughs> then 
This Is The Life, which was a Johnny Dangerously song. Uh, Cable TV, which was a style parody of Hercules by Elton John. And then Hooked on Polkas, which he always does those cool polka melodies. But anyway, it mm -hmm. was a solid album, front to back. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. uh, the NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System. The wow. very first came out in 1985, along with Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. Uh, classic stuff we've already chatted about on the show earlier, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but uh, fantastic game. I remember we didn't have an NES, uh, but I remember going over to a friend's house who had it and playing Duck Hunt all the time. They would do the Super Mario Brothers thing, and I did not like I was terrible, still am terrible at it. <laughs> I just, I do not compute with how you do things on that. <laughs> but I loved Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt is good. The little dog. <laughs> Tristan says, Dare to be Stupid was the best song. It was on the original animated Transformers movie soundtrack that I love to torture my kids with. Was Dare to be Stupid on a soundtrack? Okay. That's crazy, especially for Transformers. Huh. That's nuts. That was a good, yeah. <laughs> it's like spitting on a fish. It's like barking up a tree. It's like they say you gotta buy one if you wanna get one free. <laughs> Dare to be stupid. <laughs> I can't hear you. Dare to be stupid. Oh okay, I can hear you now. Dare to be stupid. <laughs> Are you allowed to be singing that for that long? Oh, probably not. <laughs> Man. All right. Uh, the Golden Girls. This doesn't seem on the surface like a nerdy thing, but people have been nerding out about that show for the last five, ten years now this for some true. reason. I have two friends that that's like their favorite show. Obsessed with it. Like when she'll, like how I am with The Office. Mm -hmm. That's how she is with Golden Girls. Mm -hmm. She'll just continuously be watching it in the background all the time. Yeah. They made their own like little people set, just like they did for the yeah. office for the Golden Girls. <laughs> they got all kinds of Golden Girls t-shirts and merch out right uh -huh. now. Uh -huh. It's crazy how that has become like a weird cult favorite uh -huh. this many years later. And uh, I, I did watch it. I don't, I don't know if I ever episodes. finished it, but I was I was watching through them. Yeah, they're pretty funny. I, I watched them. I think <laughs> every now and then when it came on, like at Nick at Night or something like that. Oh yeah, back when I was a kid. It was all right. I didn't understand all the weird right. uh, adult jokes, right. but I liked Betty White. Uh, <laughs> Spies Like Us. Oh. Now, that's a movie you introduced me to that you uh -huh. do like. Uh -huh. Spies Like Us. Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd, right? Yes. Dan Aykroyd? Yes. Yeah, it was. Okay. I love that movie. Weird. Yeah. Weird spy movie. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of classic, like jokes that I don't think a lot of people realize came from that movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. the doctor, 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 Um, but yeah, that was, that was I the... recently thought of that movie as I was taking my exams. When they're you know, trying they're to like perform cheating. surgery. Oh yeah. When they're, they're, <laughs> they're cheating, taking that the fake arm. <laughs> <laughs> because every time I went into an exam, I would, too, right? I, I would have to, yeah, I'd have to pull up my pant legs and show them my sleeves and yeah. put my pockets inside out. And I'm like, it's because of you, Chevy Chase. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mosaic says it's hilarious when they're trying to perform surgery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
the whole movie. Real good. Real good stuff. Yeah. Uh, good morning, Kelly Adder. Uh, all right. Crisis on Infinite Earths. This was a major comic book event in DC Comics. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was so popular, they're still, like, doing it. Like, they just, a couple years ago, the Arrowverse did right. their version of Crisis on Infinite Earths mm-hmm. going to all these different properties. They saw... Um, I saw both versions of the, or several versions of the Flash in that we had Ezra Miller's The Flash show up at the end. We had the original TV show Flash, who's been in the series, but he was also a part of the the show as his original Flash self. Mm -hmm. Um, But we also got to see the um, Superman Returns, Brandon Routh version of Superman. I guess it wasn't exactly that character, but we got to see him as like the Kingdom Come Superman. We saw Kevin Conroy, who's been the voice of the animated Batman for such a long time, passed away a couple years ago. Uh, We got to see him actually in person as a retired Batman in like this suit because his body's all broken, like this suit to let him walk Um, in the show, not in real life. Uh, (laughs) We got to see the return to Smallville. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. With uh, Tom mm-hmm. Welling and Erica Durance. That was really cool, too. So that was inspired by this original big uh, crossover event that happened in 1985. Now, originally before that, they did like Crisis on Two Earths a couple, I think four different times, um, where you got to see the JSA, the Justice Society with the old versions of the superheroes and, you know, Hawkman and all those kind and Uh Dr. Fate. And then you'd see the new Justice League as well and they would cross over and they both Mm -hmm. had a flash and that was usually how this kind of worked. How it worked. But Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, was, oh my gosh, this whole multiverse is collapsing uh, because of the anti-monitor and all this. It was a whole big thing. So you got to see all these different versions of superheroes from all across the different weird multiverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them, most of them were like just normal, slightly tweaked, different skin color, slightly different outfits. Some of them were like super weird, like uh, a, a superhero rabbit <laughs> with a <laughs> with okay. like really strange things. Uh, the comic series is the gold standard. Yes. It really is. Uh, so I have it at home. Captain Carrot. Thank you. Yes, I knew it was Carrot something. I couldn't remember what. Um, but like it, it was just such a good, it was kind of mind, a little bit mind bending. Like what's what's happening here? Then they came out several years later. it was later. the death of Flash and Supergirl? It was no. the death of Flash okay. and Supergirl. Yeah. The uh, Barry, Barry Allen. That's how Barry Allen died. Hmm. Um, and we didn't see him come back for a couple decades almost. Um yeah, he he died to, and that's kind of that was part of the story with the Flash TV series, the the new Flash TV series. It okay. started off the very first, very first episode started off with uh, them looking at a news story from the future that said Flash missing in crisis. Okay, like so, like they they were hyping that from the beginning. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll go on and talk about it forever, and I'm sure Mosaic <laughs> here in the chat would too. Uh, but it's so good, and if you've been a fan of superheroes, especially DC comic superheroes, that's something worth going and picking up. Uh, and then they continue the story um, when I was starting to get into comics myself here, and as a, as an adult, like started collecting mm-hmm. some trades uh, with a series called Infinite Crisis, which picked up with some of the characters from 
back then that we thought had died. And I, I really, I remember I really you getting it. those going yeah. to the comic book shop. I really liked it. I really Being all excited it. when another one came out. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, it allowed DC Comics to add characters they acquire, acquired from Charlton Comics uh, into their catalog, like Blue Beetle. That's correct. I completely forgot about that. Uh, they, they do these kind of crossover events every so often as a, a method of cleaning up the the universe so usually things are folded okay. into each other mm -hmm. uh, and so unfortunately i feel like they do it a little too often nowadays <laughs> like it feels like every year there's got to be like this big universe changing event it's probably not that often but still uh random rick reviews rrr uh what's up good morning to you <laughs> all right clue the movie okay clue the movie okay 1985 wasn't, wow. wasn't very popular when it came out. But now it is. Cult following after that. Yeah. <sighs> uh, last year was a dark Tim, crisis. Tim there was a dark Curry? crisis on Infinite Earths? Ooh, I'm not caught up. I'm going to have to go catch that. Oh, he saw it at the movies. At the movies. Um, did you like it at the movies? Or was that later? <laughs> did it originally air with the different endings, depending on where you were at? Oh, or did it just throw in like the different endings could be? I feel like it, the ending was different at different places. Yeah, different yeah, endings. Different endings. That's, that was a crazy that cool. thing. That is cool. Like today, we're like news stories are hyping up the fact that um, the new Spider Man into across the uh, whatever whatever it's called the Spider Verse the movie Spider that's <laughs> out right now has a few different like lines. In different, depending on where you're watching it, like some there's di dialogue changes, options are swapped out. Really? But it doesn't really change the story overall. This was a completely different ending depending right. on where you saw the movie. Right. That's right. nuts. Who was the killer? Uh, you had to go see it more than once. Yeah. Uh, did it change like just randomly in the theaters too? Or did just every theater have a different version? I don't know. But oh. that's really cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. <sighs> you're the... <laughs> You're the guy putting the movie in. Which, which ending am I going to do today? If you did, yeah, and if you didn't know <laughs> that they were doing that, and you had already seen it, and then you go back and see it again, and it had a completely different ending, what's your reaction in the theater? <laughs> like, do you think you were cra gone crazy before? Yeah. Gremlins 2, I heard, had two different cameos. One was Hulk Hogan, and the other uh, movie, I think, had John Wayne. That's weird. Three different innings, different theaters were delivered. Okay, uh, random version. So you'd have to go to hmm. a different theater, I would assume. But that's that's nuts. That's that's a that's a cool thing. That is. Uh, also coming out in 1985, Sour Patch Kids. Okay, your favorite best candy, candy, best sour candy on the planet. It used to be the greatest candy of all time until they added blue <laughs> raspberry to it. Now I can't eat it in the dark. Can't eat it in a movie theater because I don't know if I'm going to get a blue one. Blech. Haven't you like pre-sorted it before going to the movies? When I bought bags to sneak in, absolutely, I, mean, I have. Yeah, <laughs> we've never snuck in candy. No, I'm, the our theater doesn't have Sour Patch Kids. They sell those knockoff Sour Jacks, mm -hmm. you know, brand or whatever, and they don't have blue raspberry in them. So usually, I'll just go ahead and buy the Sour Jacks from the theater. Oh, there! Thank you for that follow, random Rick reviews. All right, uh, <laughs> next up, Calvin and Hobbes. Oh. Tail end of 1985, jumped in in the end of November, but that was the kickoff of Calvin and Hobbes. Um, somebody in our, our uh, nerdy wishes Christmas thing bought me the Calvin and Hobbes mm -hmm. full set uh, of every strip, 
and I've been going through them slowly and it's just so fun. <laughs> so fun. Our son has been reading. He's been he, reading. He got uh, one. Yeah, that's right. He got one of the collections. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calvin and Hobbes is the goat, the greatest of all time comic strip. Uh, Attack of the Murder Snowman. <laughs> Kevin Hobbs is my pastor's favorite comic. It's, I mean, it's good. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I've been in love with the Calvin and Hobbes comic book for a long time. <laughs> I got hijacked and he's peeing on everything. <laughs> he should be like Calvin. Anytime something got in his way, he just peed on it. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing that came out. Uh, in 1985 that we're going to talk about today, the Taco Bell Mexican pizza. Oh, you should have told me I would have worn my you shirt. Wore shirt. <laughs> I got a, I got randomly selected to, uh, win one of their, I brought back the Mexican pizza t-shirts, mm-hmm. uh, last year. Uh, and they don't have my size cause I'm a big fat man. <laughs> so I got it in dangerous size and she wears it every now and then and it makes me. Love her even more. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me want a fourth kid. Every All day. right. Oh, geez. That was loud. That <laughs> was to put a point on it. Sorry. It was a joke about <laughs> married things. Every time I wear it, Eli's like, can we go get a Mexican go, go pizza? A Mexican pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the Mexican pizza. I was so sad when the pandemic took it away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be it used to be slightly better mm-hmm. because they used to have green onion on it too. Mm-hmm. And then there was that weird E. coli outbreak for all green onions everywhere. And so they took it off and then they just never brought it back. Yeah. And I guess it's it makes like, sense. Cause it's yeah. like the only thing it was on. And so why would you bring it like, back for that one yeah, item for the one item? No, they had it on their po- cheesy potatoes too. I really liked their they did. potatoes and it had them. Oh, <laughs> that sounds so good. <laughs> I forgot all about that. They did have it on the cheesy yeah, potatoes. Yeah. Oh man. I enjoyed those. That little, that little onion <laughs> kick just took it over the you top. You just need to sneak some in. I, should, you know, I guess that's it. We'll just bring our own chives. <laughs> Take it home. Put our own chives on. Man, I'm talking about not chives, Taco but. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Go get dang Taco Bell. Golly. I know. I'm like, this is where I'm headed after this. <laughs> but anyway, they took the Mexican pizza away because of uh, COVID. They also took the cheesy fiesta potatoes away. Mm-hmm. They took all, all the good things away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then they brought it back, remember, and it was so popular. It exceeded their expectations so much that they like every store sold out in three like weeks yeah three weeks it was supposed <laughs> to be back forever and they sold out of all their stuff that they had ready for the launch in three weeks they're like you know what we're gonna have to take a couple more months and start this again <laughs> so that was weird anyway <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and cap off the year right there Hey fam, this is Hector Mirai, and you're listening to Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has the potential to be one of the most replayable video games in a long while. Not because of the storyline per se, but because of the addition to the game of Zonai devices and the ability to build things. 
um, what I look at for like simple mechanics of getting a hot air balloon together or you know getting a stone from one place to another people have taken to like building immaculate crazy contraptions like uh, automated homing weapons with 18 lasers I'm not exaggerating and missiles and ballistics stuff stuff that literally could fund an entire school's stem program that people have taken to just creating these amazing contraptions and like i've even seen someone recreate the batmobile from the dark knight including the detachable bat bike i mean and if you are a TikToker, you'll you'll see hours and hours and hours of people just creating all of these amazing things but uh, one of the things I realized as I was playing some Zelda last week, I was at a camp, had some free time, and I spent a lot of time like acquiring new uh, weapons and upgrading my armor. And I was doing these things because even though building stuff is fun, like there's a point to the game. There's, there's a storyline. There's a, uh, an end. And I was down to two missions. Destroy Ganondorf. Find Zelda. Those were my two missions. And at the end of the day, that's the whole plot of the game. And it's really easy to get distracted in all the things you can do to the point that you don't ever get around to actually completing what you're meant for. And it reminded me of this verse in Ephesians 2.10 where the Apostle Paul says, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And... You know, there's nothing wrong with just enjoying the ability to build things, enjoying the ability to create and do all this other stuff, especially in a game. But I think in life, and sometimes especially in the life of a believer, we get hung up on side quests and side adventures and miss the actual mission we're called to. If you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head on over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcast memes apparel and book series you can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book i'm hector mirai and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me this week we are looking back at what we nerded out over in years gone by. Today mm -hmm. we're looking at the year of 1986. <clears throat> and we're gonna start with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I discovered it maybe as a teenager. Yeah, I, I feel like it was, if you yeah. and I both kinda started but watching it, we bought it. Did I bought it? it. I bought it as a teenager, but that's, yeah. you know, that's when I was first working at Wiener Schnitzel for the first time, and all I had to pay was my car insurance and I had and gas, and I had no other expenses, so I just bought a bunch of movies all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm says I wasn't scrimping and saving, <laughs> and he's like, <sighs> just all cash all the time. All cash, all cash. That's what they called me. All cash coker. That's what they called me back then. <laughs> um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, of course, uh, many 
lines and and essentially memes and now mm-hmm. uh from there but the mm-hmm. i think the most iconic would be the the bueller. ben stein bueller. bueller bueller so i watched the um like the bonus stuff on the dvd we had and mm-hmm. he talked about how like his when he's in class and and doing the lesson that was like literally him the the actor like teaching on, so, on a topic that he Oh, he knew. was actually teaching. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like he was like... He's a smart dude. Oh, I got some stuff to talk about. Like, and he just went on and on. Like, I don't know. Like, it was not written out. It was, I don't know if you remember. <laughs> I watched it a lot when I was a teenager. I don't remember if you remember the game show that was on Comedy Central called When Ben Stein's Money. Okay, I, I recall it, but, but it, I don't know yeah, that I ever watched it. It's where it. Jimmy Kimmel was first showcased, too. He was like the okay. little sidekick guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was all about that. He was a brilliant dude. Mm-hmm. And is basically, if you if you could prove you were smarter than him on something uh, in you this game show, you would win some of his actual money. And I thought that was really cool. <sighs> it wasn't ever like a whole bunch. I think it was like, at most, a couple thousand dollars you could win. But still, it was really neat. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, iconic movie. Anyone? Uh, anyone? Anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alf. Alf came out. Alien life form. We watched Alf. Did you watch Alf? I figured, uh-huh. out you, I figured that you did. I didn't. We had an Alf puppet. Oh my goodness. We had like a little Alf puppet. I, I and always I would... forget your parents were like puppeteers <laughs> back then. <laughs> yeah. I didn't catch that part of their life. Uh... Except one, I think they did pull it out one time at church, didn't they? It was a VBS or something where we had like a house set and they were like puppets behind the house. Maybe. One time. But apparently, they, but they had like trunks full of puppets hidden up in their attic. Yes, it was there. I never the, knew about. The children's ministry they did when we weren't living in Germany. Yeah, called that's right. Yeah. Sunshine Straza, I think. I think that means Sunshine Street. And uh, yeah, lots of lots of they would do full productions of the puppets like first Sunday morning. The translation for (laughs) street into German has a weird (laughs) bee looking thing in it. Can you do the little where you say it? Strasse. Hey, okay, cool. Uh, Strasse. Sunshine Strasse. That sounded, that was like a Hispanic accent. Strasse. Strasse. (laughs) Anyway, Anyway, uh, yeah, we had a little elf puppet. I remember um, bugging my brother with it all the time, (laughs) like putting it on and... (laughs) The only thing I remember about Alf is that he liked to eat. He wanted to eat the family cat. (laughs) And I I remember a scene of him behind like the, the kitchen island or whatever with a big hoagie roll and the cat was in the middle of it. And he was like caught putting the, the top part on top of the cat. Top bread. <laughs> Mosaic says I have Alf, Alf trading cards, cards as well. Wow. Wow. <laughs> talking about trading cards yesterday. <laughs> uh, um, all right. The mystery of Al Capone's vault. Now, this doesn't sound like a nerdy thing, but let me tell you why it is. Okay. This was the start, really, of like the the 24-hour news cycle. Like, this was the start of news as entertainment. 
Okay. Where people were actually like just glued to the screen to see what was going to happen. And so this was uh, Geraldo Rivera. They had discovered Al Capone's vault and it was this big thing. They were digging through trying to get to opening this vault up. Mm -hmm. Like, it, you know, it was a, they were trying to bust it open, expecting to find, I don't know, dead bodies, millions of dollars, <laughs> who knows, guns, all kinds of things. Uh, and they opened it up finally after hours and days of, of buildup, I think. And there's nothing in there. There's it, was, nothing? it was pretty much empty. Oh. It was like a few pieces of paper. Like it was nothing. <laughs> um, Weird Al, I think. Made a joke about it, saying, we found Al Capone's car. We're going to open up his glove box. Aha! Roadmaps! <laughs> you know, there's nothing in there. <sighs> um, but that, that kind of kicked off the, the whole thing of, of just using news as entertainment, as opposed to just information. Uh, wow. So we have him to thank for it. We have him to thank for CNN and Fox News and all this nonstop Shenanigans. News networks. <laughs> <laughs> Double Dare started in 1986. I don't know what that is. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> Mark Summers. Double Dare, the kid, the Nickelodeon game show where they got all gross and the slime, slime everywhere. That's and they the had the slopstickle course. Nickelodeon slime. Yeah. Okay. Well, it wasn't all the start right. of the slime, but it used it heavily. We Start did. of the Slime actually started on a show called You Can't Do That on Television, and it was before Nickelodeon had even become its own channel. Mm -hmm. um, but it was like, an, it was a lot of people involved with that show were the same people that kind of started the network and got everything going, and the slime kind of carried over. Wow. Okay. You didn't think I knew that, did you? <laughs> now you know. I have a lot of useless information about Nickelodeon. Another one of your <laughs> hidden talents. <laughs> <laughs> no random facts about things. <laughs> All right, we talked about this yesterday. Uh, this this one thing. Mm -hmm. It was uh, garbage pail kids. The yeah. car, the trading cards of these nasty cabbage patch kid dolls that just had. They were having terrible things happen to them in the cards. And so I didn't realize they were Cabbage Patch Kid dolls kind of when I was a kid. I just thought they were big-headed babies. And I remember this kid saying, why would anyone, why would anyone draw a baby <laughs> getting run over by a car and has like the tire marks and stretched all the way down the baby? I'm like, this is terrible. Why is my brother collecting these? Is he a serial killer? What's going on? Uh, just, is that me as a baby? <clears throat> oh, but I, re I remember just like gr gross inside out bodies and just the nastiest puke puke always had an eyeball in it like it was just the nastiest kind of stuff <laughs> rust pus it, yeah just it, any kind of bodily fluid or nastiest oh. thing was always a part of it it is so bad <laughs> so bad uh mosaic has one to add to our list here comics took a drastic turn in 1986 with the release of the four issue batman dark knight returns by frank miller uh, and, of course, the 12-issue Watchmen series by Alan Moore. I don't have either of those on my list, so thank you so much. Uh, yeah, Dark Knight Returns, of course, um, heavily influential in a lot of Batman lore going forward. Um, we even got a taste of that in the Batman vs. Superman movie, uh, the mm -hmm. sequel to Man of Steel, mm -hmm. uh, essentially, where he got to wear that armor and whatever. It was like, that's kind of how that movie, or that's kind of how that comic book series went. It was... 
fighting Superman at one point. Mm -hmm. uh, Watchmen. I'm not as familiar with the Watchmen. I know it's been a big deal, and I know that's folded into the main DC Comics uh, lore. I don't know if it's split back off again, but I know it did at least for a while um, as well. But also, I do know that that was very influential in the comic sector. Um, we have a little bit more comics stuff to talk about here in a second. But uh, first up, Short Circuit. Also, number 25. <laughs> also, one we watched a lot as a I kid. I love both of those terrible yeah. movies. Yeah. They're uh -huh. absolutely stupid, and I love them so much. Mm -hmm. Johnny Five is alive. <laughs> <laughs> no murder, Johnny Five. <laughs> uh, loved it. Loved it. Uh, Johnny Five or uh, Wally stylized very similarly mm -hmm. to Johnny Five, like a small Johnny Five, mm -hmm. if you want to get the, the gist of what this robot looked like. Mm -hmm. uh, but just, just a, it was a fun time. That's, that's what those, especially the second one. The second one was even dumber than the first one, but it was a fun time. <laughs> it was a good watch. That was a, that was just a, if you wanted to have a, a low key, low brain day, you watch the short circuit you movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Star Trek for the voyage home. Oh, your introduction into Star Trek. Not to right? Star Trek, but to the original series. Really. To the original, okay. Not counting Generations, because Generations was mainly just about Kirk, and everyone knew Kirk. But my, that was the first time that you had brought me into the original series cast. Okay. Which mm -hmm. was a time travel movie. And so, of course, you I loved, loved it. it. <laughs> loved it. <laughs> Love time travel. Uh, yeah, Voyage Home. They go back in time uh, to save humpback whales somehow for some reason. Right? That's what it was. Like this. Humpback whales were going extinct. At least that was part of what they did that, when they were there. They saved yeah. the humpback whales. They had to. Yeah, they had to go get one and bring it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because yeah. there was like an alien thing. they were distinct. Yeah. That. Could, was communicating in the same manner as a humpback whale communicates something like but that. But it was, yeah, it was oh, weird. we don't have those whales anymore. Right. So we gotta go get one. And it was, and that was kind of the <laughs> message. It was like, hey, these humpback whales are going extinct. Yeah. So as a message of this movie, hey, let's save these whales. Um, which, I guess, we still, have a, we still have them, so I'm assuming. We did it! We did it! <laughs> Good job, Star, Star Trek. Trek did it. <laughs> um, but that was the, that was where, like, you saw them interacting with all this old technology. So, uh -huh. so Scotty goes, picks up the mouse. Hello, Hello computer. computer. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, they got to do the kind of I'm walking here moment uh, with Star Trek and Spock. As, or Star Trek with Kirk and Spock as they're walking across the street. Like, he, you know, it's the... The classic, hey, I'm walking here thing, but he didn't say that line, but it was a similar <laughs> similar setup. Like, all, all really good. All really fun stuff. Uh, the Care Bears cartoon okay. premiere. Did you watch that when you were a kid? It seems like something you'd watch. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. I watched it as a kid. <laughs> I had a couple of the movies that came out after the cartoon started. Like, I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had a Care Bear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I you think that was the only one sleepy care bear. in my family that had a Care Bear. Yeah. Oh, Natalie and her Care Bear. Natalie loves her Care Bear. Yeah. She has three little Care Bears. Care Bears. Care Bears. Booster Gold. Everybody's favorite hero for hire. 
uh, Booster Gold from the comic strips. Uh, more well known um, the last couple decades as mm-hmm. like a, the the kind of sponsored superhero. Mm-hmm. Like you have um, have sponsor logos and stuff over them. Uh, one of the main characters in the comic series called Fifty Two. That was actually a fifty two week long series which i absolutely loved one of my favorite things um in recent comic history thanks uh yeah. random work reviews oh random work reviews have thanks for hanging out have a go shoot day. some basketball <laughs> have a great day <laughs> uh but booster gold was also has been featured in like every recent dc tv show in some form well i would say that not that's not batman related let's put it that way <laughs> so we had him in smallville uh for at least one episode maybe two um i, I like that that was the more comic accurate booster gold arrowverse had uh donald fazian uh from scrubs the the you know turk from scrubs mm-hmm. uh as a booster gold who was just kind of like he didn't have a suit. He was wearing like a golf uniform and he had a hat that had his little star on it. And he was just watching over a specific moment in time to make sure nobody messed with it. And then, <laughs> then when the legends came and, and asked him why he was here, he figured out, wait, nobody would come and mess with this one. They put me here as a joke. I've been here for years <laughs> <laughs> watching something that nobody would ever come to. <laughs> Um, so that was funny. That was a funny interpretation, but, uh, we, I don't know if it's still happening or not, but there's supposed to be like a booster gold blue beetle show. There was, was supposed to be on HBO max. I feel like it got canceled. Um, but that's always been the pairing in Hmm. the comics is booster gold and blue beetle have always been together. Right. Booster gold. One of the people that fought doomsday when doomsday was first arriving and eventually killed Superman. Like he was one of the people on the way that he put himself uh, on the path and tried to fight him off. So wow, can't hate on him too much. <laughs> Christian wants to add transformers. The movie came out in 1986. This would be the animated movie. Uh, I nearly destroyed many kids as they killed uh, Optimus prime off. There was a lot of backlash from fans and they brought him back in the follow-up uh, TV season. I did not know Optimus Prime died in that movie. I don't wow. think I've ever seen it. That's a risky move. Yeah. Whew. So I'm, I'm assuming that was meant it, it nearly cured. It nearly yeah, just, not I. I, <laughs> I went on a rage when it happened in the theater. <laughs> nearly destroyed everything. Yeah, kids crying coming out of that movie. Man, that, that's that'd be sad. Great. <laughs> that's a sad thing to do. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, okay, The Legend of Zelda, the original game came out. I'm mentioning it because it's an important thing for a lot of people, but I cannot play Zelda games. (laughs) I just am not patient enough. I'm not smart enough. I do not. I I see the appeal. I want to like Zelda games and I want to be good at them. I even, you know, on the switch, you have the, the consoles that are like the Mm -hmm. virtual consoles and they have a version of some of the original Zelda games that are like, already almost beaten so you can have all the worlds open and look at everything and travel everywhere they do that for a lot of the games uh, Mm -hmm. from back then and even that i can't i load it up i'm like okay well now i have no idea what i'm doing what is this uh super mario brothers the lost levels came out on the nes this was the actual super mario brothers 2 from japan 
like the real one that released only in Japan at first because mm. they thought Americans were not smart enough we're not. or good enough at video games yeah. <laughs> to handle this. <laughs> so we're going to we're going to skin Doki Doki Panic sequel in Super Mario characters and send that over instead. <laughs> uh, Metroid also came out at this time, um, which uh, I'm also not great at, but I know is a, a key video game moment. Mm -hmm. And this is also the year that Owen Hart began his wrestling career. Owen Hart. Uh, Who's that? One of the Hart family, which is a, a, a dynasty in wrestling. Okay. Uh, but Owen Hart is the one who, as, uh, as his sometimes character, the Blue Blazer, uh, Blue Blazer would come in from a zip line in the stadium and then be lowered into the ring. And at, uh, I think it was Over the Edge pay-per-view, that was when uh, the zip line malfunctioned and he fell. And his head hit the turnbuckle and he passed away right there on the pay-per-view. Gosh. I was watching that live when it happened. Oh my gosh. Uh, they were, they like, they didn't show the, the, the moment happening. Like they were quick enough to not have that on camera, but everything went silent. I'm sure. They had Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler having to explain what was happening and tragic thing. And then there were three matches left. What do you do? People right? have paid the pay-per-view money already. Like, you can't just stop the show. Or if you did, like, there's there was no winning in that situation right. there either. People were and upset so, either way. Were I'm up, sure. upset either way. So they yeah. they made the decision to continue, and I believe they just did it without commentary. Mm. And so it was like, let's just hurry up, get these matches done in the pay per view. But that was the first like wrestling tragedy that I remember mm. experiencing. Crazy. Uh, yeah. A horrible, horrible event. And a sad note to end on. I apologize <laughs> for that. <laughs> this week in nerd history, July 10th through the 16th. July 10th. Honor about July 10th, 1934, Famous Funnies number one was published. This groundbreaking comic book series featured popular comic strip characters such as Mutt and Jeff, Buck Rogers, and Invisible Scarlet O'Neill. And it's widely considered to be the first regularly published comic book. On July 10th, 2015, Minions released in theaters. In this animated film, three adventurous yellow creatures named Kevin, Stewart, and Bob travel across the world to find a new evil master and end up working for Scarlet Overkill, the first female supervillain who plans to steal the British crown. July 11th. On July 11th, 1985, after facing a nationwide backlash from loyal customers who rejected the sweeter taste of new Coke, Coca-Cola announced that it would bring back its original formula, which had been locked away in a bank vault. On July 11th, 1993, Street Fighter II Turbo released in arcades. It's a fast-paced fighting game that introduces new special moves and alternate colors for the iconic characters of the Street Fighter series. On July 11th, 2013, Sharknado released. This sci-fi comedy disaster film depicts a freak storm that unleashes deadly sharks on Los Angeles and other cities. 
Also on July 11, 2013, WWE launched its Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, a 26,000 square foot state-of-the-art facility that offers comprehensive training, sports science, and production services for its talent. July 12. On July 12, 2008, Monk premiered on USA. This comedy drama TV series follows the adventures of Adrian Monk, a brilliant but obsessive compulsive detective who helps the San Francisco police solve crimes. July 14th. On July 14th, 2000, X-Men released in theaters. This superhero movie tells the story of a group of mutants with extraordinary powers who fight against a radical faction that wants to start a war between humans and mutants. July 15th. On July 15th, 1996, Keenan and Kel premiered. This comedy show aired on Nickelodeon from 96 to 2000, starring Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell as two best friends who get into hilarious trouble, often involving Kel's love for orange soda. On July 15th, 2002, WCW's Eric Bischoff shocked the wrestling world when he appeared on WWE Monday Night Raw as the new general manager of the show, shaking hands with his former rival, Vince McMahon. On July 15, 2003, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic released on Xbox. This role-playing video game lets the player create their own character and choose their alignment with the light or dark side of the Force as they explore a galaxy in turmoil 4,000 years before the rise of the Galactic Empire. On July 15, 2006, Twitter launched to the public. This social media platform allows users to post and read short messages known as tweets. It was created by a podcasting company named Odeo. On July 15, 2016, Stranger Things premiered on Netflix. The sci-fi horror series introduced viewers to a mysterious world of monsters, psychic powers, and government conspiracies set in 1980s Hawkins, Indiana. Also on July 15, 2016, Ghostbusters released in theaters. This reboot of the 1984 comedy classic features a new team of female paranormal investigators who face a ghost invasion of Manhattan and a sinister plot to unleash the apocalypse. July 16. On July 16, 2004, Stargate Atlantis premiered. This sci-fi TV series is about an international team of explorers who use a Stargate to travel to the Pegasus Galaxy and discover the lost city of Atlantis. And finally, also on July 16, 2004, iRobot premiered. This sci-fi film stars Will Smith as a detective who investigates a murder that may have been committed by a robot in a futuristic Chicago. For more nerdy facts about the topics we shared today, find our companion article for this week on lovethynerd.com. I'm Radio Matt, and I'll see you next time for more Nerd History. This week, we are looking back at what we nerded out over in years gone by. Today, we are looking at 1987. My birth year. Let's get into woot, it. Woot. Let's start with the Princess that's Bride. The, that's the thing that happened really in 87. That was the best born. thing. Phaedra was born. The Princess Bride. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't get into this movie. I know. Matt hates it. <laughs> I don't hate it. I just don't like it. <laughs> I hate Lord of the Rings. I don't care for Princess Bride. Princess Bride is the the male witch is what brings us together. Male witch. <laughs> yeah, I like it okay, but I don't understand the, the cult, cult nature of it. Yes, yeah, like especially among okay. Christians, like uh, yeah. homeschoolers, especially. That's like their favorite. It's the weirdest favorite thing. thing. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Uh huh. Uh, on the opposite side for Christians, anyway. <laughs> Dirty Dancing also came out. Of the year. I I remember the first time I watched this movie, 
And I was at a friend's house and I knew that my mother would not like that I was watching this movie, but I watched it anyway. (laughs) I was like, it's called Dirty Dancing. (laughs) Mosaic Fan Art says Princess Bride is in his top 10 movies. He said it's in my top 10 movies of all time, but we were already talking about Dirty Dancing. So he had to make it clear. Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Dirty Dancing (laughs) is uh, not... I don't I don't feel like it's one of those like all-time great movies, but it does have one of the most quoted lines of all time. Nobody puts Nobody puts baby, baby in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh okay, Deidre, this one is for you. Hair crimping oh, became a big thing in 1987. Wow. Yeah. I had the the straightener with the with the, the attachment, attachment. crimper, right. like three different sizes you could do with the little, cr- you could do the teeny tiny Which is essentially just making your hair into a zigzag. That's what it is. Uh-huh. Because that's all it is. It was like little triangle teeth. Uh-huh. Yep. So you'd make zigzag. And you just zigzag. burn your hair all the way down. Just <laughs> Ever so slightly. <laughs> I would spend hours crimping my hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, she was not crimping her hair at one year old, but it's still a thing. Uh, well, I don't know if it's a thing now, but it was when we were teenagers. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen them now. I don't think I've seen crimped mm-hmm. hair in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and right. Before I got the crimper, you know, we did the, when your hair is wet, do a bunch of braids. And then when you take the braids out. It's, you know, right, 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 right. Uh, those watching will see my wife has uh, straight hair right now. That's not normal. She normally has curly hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since she's had straight hair. So I straightened it the other day. <laughs> and I was like, man, I forgot how much I love my hair straighter <laughs> than curlier. I've been embracing the curls for probably a year. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. It's been, and I've enjoyed it. I love your curls. Yeah. <clears throat> I like this better. <laughs> I wouldn't enjoy crimping. I would tell you to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Spaceballs came out in 1987, the classic parody okay. of Star Wars. Wow. Uh, from Mel Brooks. Wow. Freaking hilarious to mm-hmm. this day. Love it. <laughs> Lord Helmet. Uh, combing the desert. Oh, man. Um, smoke them if you got them. Smoke them if you, <laughs> smoke them if you got them. Collapses <laughs> onto the floor. Uh, Lone Star. Yogurt. Uh, Mel Brooks played yogurt. Okay. Yoda. Uh, oh. Rip off. Using the Schwartz. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fighting with his rings. <laughs> so, I mean, it's Pizza the Hut with his That's weird Max Headroom esque uh, sidekick. Ah, oh, so good. Such a good movie. So weird. The alien scene at the end at the diner after he ordered the soup. <laughs> Like, what did you have? Soup? I like to change my order. Uh, <laughs> and he did the hello, my baby. Hello. The little alien that oh, popped out. I hated that. So that was funny. Gross. That it was, was so good. The whole thing. So good. The, uh, the stunt doubles. <laughs> All of it. So dang good. I'll go on forever. Uh, oh, I love goodness. that. Ludicrous speed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You've gone to plaid. 
<laughs> All right. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Such a good movie. Uh, U2's Joshua Tree album came out. Probably one of their most famous, if not the most famous album from U2. Had uh, the hits Where the Streets Have No Name, uh, With or Without You, Bullet the Blue Sky. I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, which was recently featured as like the penultimate song in Sing 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. With the lion character that was played by Bono. Uh-huh. Still haven't found what I'm looking for. Classic. Fantastic. Gotcha. Fantastic. Uh, Christian-inspired lyrics. Uh, though not necessarily a Christian band. But anyway, really good stuff. I love you too, classic band. Uh, I choose to think of them only as they were in the 80s. <laughs> not as they have become. Uh, remember when iPod came out with... Uh, or was it iPhone? I think it was iPhone. iPhone came out and they're like, let's just put a new YouTube album on there that nobody wanted. <laughs> and everyone's like, why did you do this to me? Why did you force <laughs> me to own a YouTube album? Okay. <sighs> uh, okay. So we talked about yesterday, we talked about um, the Geraldo's vault thing with Geraldo, or no, I'm sorry, not Geraldo's vault, Al Capone's vault uh-huh. that Geraldo Rivera was covering. Uh, so this was like the next evolution in watching the news all the time mm-hmm. is baby Jessica. Baby Jessica that fell down the well, oh. little one and a half year old girl uh-huh. fell down the well, and everybody was continuously watching the news uh-huh. for an update on Baby Jessica. Wow! So this came like in three stages. This whole news news thing came in three stages. So she was, was my age. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That had to be like my well, mom. Well, a little a little older than you, because you were yeah. born in eighty seven. She was a year yeah. and a half old. But yeah. um, <laughs> what did you say, your mom? Probably was not liking that news story. Oh, yeah, I'll bet. As a a mother. (laughs) Um, So the three stages were Al Capone's vault, baby Jessica, and then the O.J. Simpson trial in the early 90s. Those were the three big events Mm -hmm. that led to the news networks as we know them now. Um, But yeah, baby Jessica. I was just finding everybody watching, hoping for good news. Mm -hmm. I mean, a similar feeling to the sub that went to see the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, here a couple of weeks ago where just everybody's just constantly checking the news. Are they going to find it in time? Air going to run out? All this kind of stuff. Like it was a mm-hmm. tough thing to watch. Scary stuff. Cause you always know in the back of your head that the most likely outcome is something bad. Right. And so, right. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, Mannequin came out in the movie. Okay. That was a movie you introduced me to. Mm-hmm. Had you watched it several times before we were dating? Like, was this something you watched as a kid? Yes, yes. Okay. I believe that was one of the shows, you know, when it play- aired on TV, my parents recorded it. So it was like the censored version already. Tape. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Mannequin is a. I mean, it was fun. Both of the movies, there was a sequel to it, too. They were fun. There was, they yeah. had the, the same kind of feeling as Short Circuit. They're like, this is dumb, but it's fun. Yeah. So sure. Yeah. <laughs> it might as well happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it was about a, um, a store mannequin that came to life. She was, no, she was like back in the olden times. That's right. And got cursed. That's right. And was a mannequin throughout the ages and then i think he had to kiss like he kissed her he kissed the mannequin the kiss the mannequin and she came to life yeah and like every time you kiss her she'd go back as a mannequin and 
as weird. It was such a weird premise. <laughs> Movies had such weird premises back then, and they just like didn't care. Like we talked about Back to the Future. Back to the Future. One of the weirdest things is Marty McFly's best friend is this old disgraced scientist, and we never know why. Everyone was just like, okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. And we just watched the movie and we never questioned it. Huh. Like everything today, every movie that comes out today, we have to have every backstory, every, every, yeah. every mm-hmm. inkling of how this happened. And if you don't explore it in the first movie, you better explore it in the second movie and start with a flashback of how it happened. And mm-hmm. like this, it's back then we could just accept things. And so, yeah, of course, the <laughs> lady got cursed, became a mannequin. Pfft, who cares that mannequins didn't exist at the time? That's how it <laughs> happened. <laughs> And now every time you kiss her, she trades back and forth between being a human and a mannequin again. I'm pretty no, maybe it was a necklace. That's what it was. It was a necklace. Okay. It was whatever the situation was, it was I'm silly. sorry, fans of mannequin. I I'm had so it sorry. wrong. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't I did not get the lore correct. That doesn't make any necklace, sense. She's a mannequin, you kiss her back and take forth. It off. <laughs> she's a human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. <laughs> of course. Uh, speaking of movies that don't age well, this one didn't age well right out the gate. It was Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. This was Christopher Reeve's last Superman movie, and it was terrible. <laughs> Is that why it was? His- it was so bad. Uh, the... I'm remembering the bad guy was like this sun god character. I think that might have been the third movie. Now I don't remember. Both of those last two movies were bad, uh, <laughs> but it was it was all about him. Basically, I think it was every every nuclear weapon or every weapon of mass destruction. Superman like gathered them all up from every nation and hurled them out into space into the sun. I think it was. Mm. Uh, and then there was like a courtroom scene and everything with Superman. I'm like, this is weird. This is not, <laughs> this is not good. This is not Superman. <laughs> so let's move on to a good movie. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Okay. Steve Martin, John Candy. Mm-hmm. Such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Long, long butt movie. Also one of those movies that surprises you when you watch it for the first time when the only version you ever had before was one that you recorded off the TV. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a whole scene with about 80 F words in it that I did not know existed until I watched it on DVD. <laughs> yeah. That my only line I can really remember from that is, you know, where's your hand? <laughs> Between two pillows. <laughs> Those are pillows? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon came out. It's like the penultimate 90s version of the Ninja Turtles. Mm -hmm. Um, That uh, I think it lasted until about 96, but it started in 87. Um, That's the the version of the Ninja Turtles that we got the action figures from, those old bed sheets that everybody had as every boy had as a kid my age. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like it's, it's what led to the movies and the. Uh, just the overall popularity with children. Like mm-hmm. it was a, it was a very popular cartoon show back then. Also DuckTales came out in 1987. Okay. DuckTales. Ooh, love that show. <laughs> Watched that religiously as a child. Um, 
love the new updated version yeah. that came out a few years ago. I thought they did a fantastic job we on that one. We the boys to watch that again. They, they yeah. were watching it, was it a little, for a while. Well, I mean, you know, every episode has like a monster kind mm. of. And so I think he, Johnny was a little bit, a little too young to handle that intensity, but I bet they'd like it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, good morning, Miss Bliss. I don't know what that one is. You do. You just do. don't know that you do. Okay. Because this was the beginning of Saved by the Bell. Okay. All so right. Good Morning Miss Bliss was a show that was supposed to focus around this teacher, Miss Bliss, and then her, her interaction with her wacky bunch of students who were all the characters from Saved by the Bell. Oh, okay. But all the kids were so much more popular that they booted Miss Bliss, <laughs> retooled it, and started it Get as Saved here, by the Bell later teacher. on. <laughs> Nobody likes you, Booster. <laughs> Which is why nobody, nobody <laughs> wants you, Booster. <laughs> we hate you, Booster. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Miss Blister, Miss Bliss got the booster treatment, got kicked out. Um, and, but Saved by the Bell became a phenomenon in the early '90s, and so it was a good start. It was a good start. Yeah, Street Fighter uh, video game. Uh, most popular version, I feel like back then was actually the arcade version. Mm-hmm. You're fighting back and forth that came out uh, back then, uh, as well as WWF Superstars, the arcade version, big 2D WWF wrestling game. Okay, uh, which you can still find in some uh, some old you know gaming halls. Keep those old games around. It was a, it was a good it was a good first wrestling game. Uh, Tad, is that considered a real Mandela effect? Then the Miss Bliss thing, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Saved by the Bell messed me up when I was watching it on TV <laughs> for two reasons. One, when it first started, the intro um, video had clips of the students younger than was in the show. Oh, uh, and so I'm like, I've seen this whole season. How they've never been that young, and it's because it was from Miss Bliss. They were taking. Pictures from Miss Blizzle, which I didn't know existed at the time. And then when it got to the later seasons where they're like tall teenagers and everything, mm-hmm. they went back and changed the intro on all the old episodes to feature clips of them from every age. And so I would be watching one and it's showing him as a big teenager. And then he's like a little kid. I'm like, what's happening? How is this possible? Are they three different people? I don't get it. Like, it messed me up. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, and lastly on the list here, Star Trek, The Next Generation, launched in 1987. Wow. You didn't realize it was in the 80s? I really thought it was like the early 90s. Me too. Me too. Uh, but yeah, it was 19. 19- 87, Star Trek Next Generation kicked off with uh, the Farpoint episode, right? Encounter at Farpoint. Uh-huh. Where it was originally going to be just one normal episode, and they had that weird jellyfish creature thing. Mm-hmm. That was it. And then the studio's like, you know what? Let's make it a double-length kind of film-esque uh, premiere. And so that's how we got Q. They came up with Q and added him to the mix and the whole... Um, judging humanity mm-hmm. or whatever, and Q has become one of the most beloved characters in all of Star Trek. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we would watch every episode as it came out on the new Fox station in the dorm at college. Yeah. Next Generation is dang good. It wasn't Fox. What is he talking about? He's talking about Digimon. Yeah. 
I think he's touching. Talking he's talking about that. Digimon. Were you in college in '94? You were in college in '94. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Whatever you're talking about, we watched it. Did they? Because <laughs> it was CBS, wasn't it? Star Trek's always been CBS. I don't even know. Yeah. Well, Zach, tell us what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Twitch chat. If you if you're listening and you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about ch- Twitch chat. He was also the most beloved character in My Little Pony, uh, but he renamed himself Discord. What the heck are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Now we can't go anywhere, Tad. The show was almost over, and now I have to figure out what you're talking about. Q in My Little Pony. <laughs> okay. I got you. John DeLance, C, I don't know how to pronounce his name, is the voice of a character called Discord. We in did look it up. My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Okay. Uh, and then it's inspired by his character Q from the 1980s. Okay. That's interesting. That I'm going to need to watch weird. a clip of that. That, that seems fun. Weird. <laughs> All right. I never thought I'd say in my life, I need to watch a clip of My Little, little Pony Friendship is Magic. But now I will. Now I will. Thank you. You're <laughs> I'm Julian Jamar, and this is another Reviews of the Nerds. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, coming to Disney Plus sometime soon on Amazon Prime for sale. The story goes that Rocket is terribly injured in battle, and we get to look into his past that no one really asked for, and I genuinely didn't want. Really, I could have gone the rest of my life without watching the monsters, who are the big baddies in this one, strap a tiny baby raccoon to a table and operate on it. Why, James Gunn? Why did you feel that was necessary? Anyway, Classic Gang is all here, including past Gamora, even though they deeply hinted at the end of Endgame that they couldn't find Gamora and that she was gone forever. Now she's back, and she's super mean. Which, let's be honest, she was always super mean. Even when she was in love with Quill, she was mean. But whatever. She has a heart of gold, so bygones. Mantis and Drax are their same wonderful selves. This movie is about a lot of other things, but it would be nothing without these two. They are big-time glue for this cast and this storyline. They also provide the usual comic relief, thank goodness. Peter Quill is delightful, sweet and charming and deadly when needed. Everything we love about him. The bad guy is the baddest of all bad guys. I think a bunch of Marvel execs just sat around a table and said, we've done the dude who will destroy a half of all mankind and or strip the earth. We've done the megalomaniac in the computer code who tries to kill Sokovia and all the good guys too because of reasons. We've done Nazis. What worse thing could we possibly make a bad guy do? Ah, I've got it. Animal cruelty. Ugh, I hate it so much. I would explain the storyline further, but it was a lot. The High Evolutionary wants Rocket because he's really smart, I think. I don't really know. The reason gets lost in all the action. He spends the entire movie trying to get to Rocket and killing lots of innocent beings to accomplish it. I was told I would cry my eyes out, but actually I just wanted to do extremely bad and illegal things to the High Evolutionary. 
I heard it was the best of the three. It was really well done, but I like the first best. Of all the recent Phase 4 Marvel movies, I think it was the most well done. It definitely had depth, character development, good writing, lots of their usual ridiculous humor. I laughed a lot, but also felt like I was being tortured at the same time. That's a fun mix, not really. Anyway, I'm Julian Jamar. You can catch all my reviews at julianjamar.com. This has been another Reviews of the Nerds. looking back at what we nerded out over in years gone by. Today we're wrapping up our nerdy history session for this season, as well as bringing our short first season to a close by looking at 1988. And uh, we're going to kick it off with just the, the biggest meme of all time, maybe. Rick Astley's <laughs> Never Gonna Give You Up came out in 1988. Dude had a deep, soulful voice for a skinny white ginger. <laughs> <laughs> like I, well, you know, like most people who first heard that before they saw him thought it was like this big soulful black man mm -hmm. and it was little white Rick Astley with his <laughs> with his uh with his red hair mm -hmm. and his jacket dancing just <laughs> back and forth <clears throat> never gonna give you uh so of course that has been made into the famous Rick Rolling all over the internet uh, started with just like links. It was like, oh, here's this crazy news story of look what Bill Clinton did or whatever. And you click mm -hmm. on it and it's, you know, Rick Astley <laughs> right. is never going to give you up. Yeah. Uh, to now it's evolved more into people like hiding the lyrics in things and yes. seeing if people see it. Uh -huh. uh, that's always fun. <sighs> uh, this was also the year that Big came out. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Little boy. Finds a Zoltar machine uh -huh. and wishes to be big, and he becomes an adult. And it gets weird. And it gets inappropriate. Because he's only what? Because he's a little kid. 12. Yeah. And he has relations with an adult woman. <laughs> and nobody, 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 nobody thought that hey, maybe we shouldn't do that. <laughs> Let him kiss or something, but not all, don't do it all the way. Because <laughs> he's 12. That's the premise of the movie. He's a 12 year old in uh, an adult body. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, it was a fun movie. It was. Uh, the it was. the whole becoming a, a guy that. Uh, but, an adult. Active. No, an active player in a, a toy company. Right. Helping them do that. Dancing on the, the on piano, the piano scene, scene yes. with the owner. Like, uh -huh. That was really cool. I like that. Yeah. It was a good movie. It was one of the, one of the old classics of Tom Hanks. Uh, -huh. uh, who framed Roger Rabbit came okay. out. Now, this was one of those, this is that first big, crazy combination of live action and animation, mm -hmm. which we wouldn't really see again in the same style until a couple years ago, or it was the last year with, uh, oh, Chip and Dale. with Chip and Dale's Rescue yeah. Rangers movie, uh -huh. which nobody knew that's what that was going to be. 
Right. Like it went straight to Disney Plus and it was like, we got a Chippendale rescue. Like, oh, I remember that as a kid. And then you got this and like, what the heck is happening here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How are all these characters in here? Now they did um, like for Mary Poppins. It's got. That's true. They added a few little cartoon. There's a cartoon scene with elements the, into it. Yeah. With the penguins. and. But it wasn't a it wasn't the whole movie. It was a segment like the Roger yeah, Rabbit. Yeah, they were That's in the, the painting. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Roger Rabbit. It was good. It was weird. I remember seeing it as a kid and going, this is bonkers, and mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Uh, right. I also feel like it was, it was not it was really more, a kid it was more appropriate. Adult. Yeah. yeah. It was more adult-oriented. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was good, this one. Micro Machines. They didn't come out in 1988, but this is when they actually hit their popularity, their stride. This is when they took off. Mm-hmm. Micro Machines, the teeny tiny little Hot Wheels, you know? Okay. Uh, not from I think that I think they're Matchbox that does Micro Machines. Really tiny little cars, and they could get really detailed and really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the things that were featured in Home Alone as the things that they stepped on. Yeah. Uh, when he, when the little Marv stepped on when he's trying to get in. Mm-hmm. Or no, 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 that was broken bulbs. Micro Machines were to trip them to make them slip in the middle of something. Anyway, they were one of the things <laughs> that were used because his dad told him to clean up his micro machines because his aunt almost slipped and broke her neck. Uh, they were dangerous. They were they were second only to marbles. Really? <laughs> in what would make you trip and die? Uh, <laughs> toys on a hard floor. Uh, <laughs> but it was uh, it was beautiful. Mosaic brought up a point about he framed Roger Rabbit and it brought together Disney and WB animation. I do know that there's mm. a collaboration between the two studios, which was like a really rare thing. Right. Uh, yeah. Really cool. Uh, Mike Tyson's punch out came out in 1988. So this was that classic boxing game that you had back then on the NES it was really okay. good. Now I had always heard cause like a few years later they cut Mike Tyson out of it completely. They renamed it punch out. And Mike Tyson was like the last boxer that you boxed in the game. They cut him mm-hmm. out, made a different bad guy to be the last character. And I always heard that Mike Tyson had done something. Like mm. he had gotten involved in some scam. This was long before he bit the ear off of Andrew Holyfield. It was just, um, just a normal, like I, I, I thought that he had just gotten into some sort of terrible thing. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the case at all. There was no controversy. It's just that he only had a three-year deal with Nintendo to use his likeness. Oh. And after that three years, apparently they just couldn't keep making it with his likeness on it. So they had to retool it and re-release it for sales moving forward. And I don't think they expected it to sell more than three years. Hmm. But uh, it was definitely, a, like Mosaic says, an OG with the NES. It was a, it was a classic game for sure. And then, of course, it came out with Super Punch-Out! With uh, the SNES, really good stuff. Classic boxing. And now we have arms with the Switch, which... Kids love it. Kids love it, but it wasn't a success for for Nintendo. But they did put one of the characters in Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Oh, Or or Ultimate, or whatever it is. What's What's out now? I don't remember. It's Brawl, isn't it? It's, I don't Don't remember. ask me. Whatever no. it is. <laughs> Whatever is out right now, the Super Smash Brothers that's out now has an ARMS character. In I just it, like so the music cool. in ARMS. The, mu- the music's pretty dope. Oh, <laughs> right. uh, Die Hard came out in 1988. It's the classic Christmas okay. movie. 
Die Hard. Did it come out in at Christmas? It came out around Christmas. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. why it's Christmas themed, mm-hmm. which is typically the case, except Iron Man 3 broke that mold. It's like, we're going to release a Christmas movie in June or whatever it was. <laughs> we're, we're ready now, so we're yeah. just going to go ahead and get this out there. Dyer came out. I, that was one of those movies that I had not watched until an adult, like a couple years ago. And I think it's because I didn't watch it when I was younger that I still don't like it. <laughs> I want to like it. It feels like a movie I should like, and I don't like it. And I don't want to watch it. You don't have that whole blast from the past. Yeah. I really feel like most people are just experiencing a nostalgia effect for that movie. Yeah. And that's why they fight so hard for it to be considered a Christmas movie that you watch every year. But (laughs) it's not. I really did mess up your camera, didn't I? You're off. There you go. Okay. Uh, Next up is The Great Outdoors, starring John Candy and Dan Aykroyd. Uh, I believe they were brothers-in-law, and so both their families were up there. But John Candy's family was nuts. And Dan Aykroyd was the straight-laced one. Do you remember this movie? I don't They were in a lodge it. together. There was a bat in one of the scenes, and they had to try to get the bat out of the freaking lodge. You remember this at all? <laughs> no, I wonder if I, I haven't know, seen no, it. No, we watched it, because I bought it. was one of those DVDs that I bought. Okay. Uh, out of the $5 bin. So I know we've watched it, but okay. it's been a long, long time. Uh, the bear chases John Candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you, I, okay. I feel like you would, you would immediately recognize it when you started so. watching it. Maybe so. Um, but I feel it was like a, I recall good. the cover, like yeah, yeah, them on the cover. Two of them standing next uh-huh. to each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's exactly what the cover is. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. Really good. Uh, Bubble Tape came out in 1988. Okay. <laughs> Bubble Tape. That was good. That was still good. I mean, it's still, it's still here. <laughs> And uh, if you ever want to really hurt somebody, you open up bubble tape and then you just take a bite out of it <laughs> instead of using the roll. And then Don't do just there, and then just, Don't you, do that. That ruin, that'll ruin you their whole animal. day. animal. <laughs> <laughs> that'll ruin their whole dang day. Uh, Willow came out in 1988. Did you watch Willow? My sister really liked like Willow and she had, like yeah, <laughs> she had, the, I don't remember if it was, a. am assuming it was a DVD. Yeah, like when they were first coming out, it was with her Never Been Kissed and Willow and What a Girl Want. No, She's All That, maybe. She's All That. <laughs> she's All That, the one with Melissa Joan Hart. I don't is that that one? I think that is. I think it's like the one uh, teen movie that uh, Melissa Joan Hart was in. Maybe. <clears throat> she had Willow and I like I watched it one time with her and I was like, mm. Yeah, it's again, it's in that weird fantasy genre that I don't like. Yeah. I just can't get into. But it was popular. Mm Mm-hmm. It was Mm -hmm. popular enough. Lunchables came out in 1988. Wow. Lunchables launched in 1988, back then, where they had their own cracker. And all they had was the stackers. You had the the different stackers. You had the turkey, the ham, and the bologna stackers. Mm -hmm. Cracker, cheese. What What was your ideal build? For a, a Lunchable, like how did you make your Lunchables, your Cracker Stackers? So I, I want layer by layer here. I did not. Was it more crackers if you didn't like do they the all, sandwich? I believe it was all the same. Like you had eight of everything. I there were like I, I had to be even. Okay. So if it was like cracker, meat, cheese, cracker to make sure I didn't end up with a bunch of crackers at the end, I might do that. 
I'm pretty sure you had the same amount of crackers as you had everything else. No, okay. I think I, so I think I did cracker, cheese, meat, cracker. And then by the end of it, you got to have double meat and cheese <laughs> in your sandwich. <laughs> well, if, uh, you should be able to do that right away then if they're all the same, right? Because if you're using two crackers and you can use two meats and two cheeses, so yeah. you made, you made double sandwiches essentially. Yeah. So you can use two be- crackers. Cracker, cheese, meat, cheese, cracker. Oh my gosh. Or then, because then you can go cracker, cheese, meat, cheese. Did I say that? Or meat, know. cheese, meat. <laughs> so confused now. <laughs> uh, I was, I was the, I did not ever want to make a sandwich because I felt like every time I put two crackers on, I just had cracker go everywhere every time I bit into it. <laughs> so I was always just straight cracker, meat, cheese on top, hold it that way. Mm. Cheese was clean enough. Wasn't wet. Eat these tiny little hors d'oeuvres almost. Uh, in fact, I, re- I still remember even like in fifth, sixth grade at lunch uh, at school, watching other people build their stuff all weird and thinking, this is not appropriate. You, you should use, you stack them one, two, three, and that's how you eat them. Look at the mess you're making. What are you doing? What are you thinking? <laughs> this is before they, they switched to using Ritz crackers in them. Uh, they had their own just normal cracker that they made. They're not and I Ritz anymore. Like, I like them better. Are they not Ritz now? Mm-mm. It's the same company. So. I'm pretty sure they're still Ritz. I think they're wheat Ritz, but I think they're Ritz. Do we get the off brand for our children? Because I remember <laughs> opening the kids and going, what kind of cracker is this? This isn't, <laughs> this isn't a Lunchable cracker. I don't know. What maybe. kind of cheap cracker are you sticking we in my have, Lunchable? We might have gotten the, the weird blue ripoff ones. <laughs> 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 but I prefer the crackers that weren't Ritz. They were just kind of, they were like a crispier butter cracker. Hmm. They weren't as buttery as Ritz were. Ritz are so buttery that they're almost soft when you chew them. They don't crisp. They don't crunch as much. I'm all about Ritz. I mean, they're good. I just, I like the other ones better. (laughs) Uh, And then of course it came out with uh, the pizza Lunchables Mm -hmm. uh, when I was a kid, early nineties. Bless you. Excuse me. Uh, Which, Little disc, little disc of <laughs> dried up dough, some still banger pizza sauce, really good pizza sauce. That's uh, to, to this day, I believe that's the only reason kids liked it because the sauce is so good. And then you not, shred not it. Not true for Johnny. Not true for our Johnny. He doesn't like sauce at all. No. Uh, you put some shredded, shredded mozzarella mm-hmm. and then either thick little pepperonis or a little accent of cheddar cheese (laughs) so good i don't understand how they formulated this cold uncooked pizza to be so tasty yeah so popular that they're still one of the most popular lunchables out there right now in 2023 yeah but they they nailed it i never liked it oh i always liked it and then i tried i tried microwaving it once Ooh. I thought it must be good when they're melted. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Awful. Absolutely gross. No, I didn't do it. My my grandmother did it. She microwaved That's what it. I was. So like my mom had sent me to her. I was at her house for the day and she sent me a Lunchable and my grandmother was just making it and just assumed, yeah, obviously you have to cook these. So she <laughs> microwaved it. And I remember just, this is, I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> what this is awful. What did you do to my lunch? This is so bad. <laughs> Pretty sure she made me eat it. <laughs> uh, 
Land Before Time. Oh, gosh. This was one of those Bambi-esque sad movies. Yeah. It was a heartbreaking movie. Yeah. I watched it a lot when I was a kid. Did I watched you? the heck out of that tape. I, you know, I did too. Mm-hmm. And, and they then, came out with like 87 more. Yeah. And I didn't watch any of those. This is my childhood. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I'm then, trying to remember lines from it. I remember the leaf was a, a big deal. Just remember the leaf? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Before time leaf. Petrie. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Petrie was a little, little, uh, pterodactyl. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. Tree stars. That's what they call the leaves. Yes. And they had to, right. Cause it's really about the end of dinosaurs. <laughs> like they're, well, it kind of was, except food. they made eight more, mo- eight more movies. Though, right. so I don't yeah. know. My sixth graders would watch this during lunch on their iPads. Yeah. Well, it was like probably the start of, uh, everyone started loving dinosaurs. I mean, it definitely, I, it definitely. Mm-hmm. Humanized dinosaurs for us as kids, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Yep. <sighs> good movie. Weird sequels, but good movie. Mystery Science Theater 3000, the okay. TV series launched then, where they basically just watched old, terrible B movies and made jokes about them. <laughs> and somehow that became a very popular TV show, and they even made a movie out of them watching a longer movie. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> how that happened, but it's, it's there. It's there. Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie, eventually came out. Wow. Uh, Garfield and Friends came okay. out, where you had half the show. Well, no. It was three cartoons. The first one and the last one were Garfield cartoons. Uh-huh. Garfield and Odie and Normal and John mm-hmm. and the nurse. And then the middle one was always on a farm with mm-hmm. Orson the pig mm-hmm. and all of the farm animals there had nothing to do with Garfield. <laughs> I feel like maybe one time they kind of crossed over, but other than that, you never saw them in the same universe. I feel like it had to have been one time. I feel like I'm remembering it once. Was like, that like them forcing you to watch this other cartoon they made up because they know you'll watch Garfield? No, I think so. We're going to sneak this other one in. I think it was more that they didn't have faith in Garfield alone carrying oh. three cartoons. Mm. They wanted to give you a bit of variety. So it was Garfield and friends, even though they're not technically his friends because <laughs> they don't know each other. <laughs> um, I don't remember much of the characters in. in the Orson the Pig ones. I remember there was a there was a little chick. Oh, the, and, and then, then the, a little chick that was still in the shell. He wasn't hatched Sheldon. yet. Yes, and he yes. wasn't hatched. Yeah, his just legs were sticking out, so uh-huh. he'd walk around. But it would talk like this. <laughs> you wouldn't fully be able to understand him because he's in a shell. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> This was also the year that the original version of Whose Line Is It Anyway premiered, hosted by Clive Anderson. Okay. Um, I always thought it might have been just like British because, but then they still had Ryan Stiles mm-hmm. and Colin Mockery. And I think the, the other, a couple of the other guys, Brad Sherwood occasionally, they didn't have Wayne Brady yet, I don't think. Um, but... I also knew that at the time that was filming, Ryan Stiles was on the Drew Carey show. 
who would later become the host of Whose Line Is Anyway, Drew Carey. So I'm like, well, there's no way that he, Brian freaking Stiles, who is not a rich actor by any means, is flying back and forth from the UK to America every mm. week to mm-hmm. film that show and then this show. And so now it makes sense. It, it was just hosted by a British guy, but it wasn't <laughs> necessarily. But I know there was a British version uh, that uh, might have also been hosted by the same guy. But there was an actor. Um, but, I mean, those those two actors really made it seem... Colin Ockery's Canadian. Uh, yeah. They're, they're all uh-huh. from over here. And yeah. so... But it was good. Uh, I loved how mm-hmm. uh, it became just... I mean, it brought improv into everybody's normal world. Mm-hmm. Like improv has always kind of been a thing in acting in the acting world, mm-hmm. but putting it in everybody's living rooms, making us uh, appreciate coming up with jokes on the fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh Colin Mockery and Ryan Styles, Wayne Brady, Brad Sherwood, Greg, something or other, all of them. Real good. Yeah. Good Colin Mockery actually time. starting a, uh, a dry bar comedy improv group as well okay right now which i think is really cool uh which is clean comedy essentially which i mean i can't say whose line is anyway has always been clean it's been clean in the sense that there hasn't like been language but they make a lot of inappropriate jokes right (laughs) but they're fun but they were on tv so they They had to watch themselves they did uh (laughs) we're already out of time but let's just quickly zoom through these last two super mario brothers 2 which we touched on earlier but this was originally a sequel sequel to uh, doki doki panic Mm -hmm. in japan Mm -hmm. uh this was a thrown together sequel to super mario brothers because uh Japan did not think that uh, we 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 Americans could handle the real Super Mario Brothers two that they got. Um, it was fun. It was way different than any other Mario game has been. Uh, I mean, of course, then it was very different from the first game, but like since then, it's also been very different from any other game. But mm-hmm. it's given us a lot of the characters that weren't originally Mario characters, like Shy Guy and Birdo and things like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had a lot of fun to it and a weird villain that I think has only made a couple of weird appearances in certain games uh, since then, but uh, I enjoyed it. <sighs> and then lastly, this is the year that Venom joined uh, the comic book pantheon wow. as a character. Now we had had the Venom suit, the black suit uh, with Spider-Man for about four years by this point, but Venom as his own standalone character came out in 1988, a weird alien symbiote, and villain mm-hmm. and sometimes anti-hero uh, in the Spider-Man universe. Wow. With two pretty decent movies out right now. Was he just as ugly yeah. back then? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe less ugly. I feel like they've made him a little more ugly to make him a little more fierce looking, but yeah, pretty ugly. Yeah. Still. Pretty ugly. <laughs> 1988. 1988, I think, was also the year that... Um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space came out. If it wasn't 1998, it was one of these years because I saw it in the list that I was pulling from. Uh-huh. It was around this time, the late 80s, early 90s, that they were just making everything super ugly mm-hmm. to make them scary. And I hated that <laughs> because it got me every time. Yeah. Killer Clowns, I've, and I, I had suppressed this until a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I always thought my the reason I was scared of clowns was just because my brothers made me sit down and watch it. Right. But they right. also 
exposed me to killer clowns from outer space, which was really? campy and stupid. But as a kid, yeah. not understanding the movie and just seeing the creepy versions of these disgusting clown aliens. Yeah, that too. That too got me. So right. those yeah. two movies are why I'm scared of clowns as an adult. I don't run away screaming. Okay. <laughs> but I get the sweats when they're nearby. <laughs> Hear me out. What? Clown with a lab coat. <laughs> <laughs> Make me feel calm. This clown graduated medical school. Oh, man. And with that... Oh, saying type it out just as she said it. What about a clown in a white coat? That's hilarious. That's hilarious. That'll be the the most fearsome thing to drive me. And he's gonna come take your blood pressure. Even if he was just a normal clown, not a scary killer clown, just a normal clown outfit, and came up in a white coat to take my blood pressure. I'm pretty sure my head would pop off <laughs> from the pressure. <laughs> okay. 2010 over 130. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> With that, we're going to wrap up our week of nerding out on uh, years gone by. Bobble Matt. <laughs> Sometime next season, we will tackle 1989 through 1992. Tomorrow here on YouTube or on LTN Radio and on our podcast feed, you can catch the Rise and Shine weekly uh, episode, our recap of just these four focus topics for the week, uh, all in one episode. But as for today, we are out of here because we're out of coffee and we got to get going. And we'll be taking mm-hmm. the next three weeks off to evaluate how things went. I went to Australian out there with my accent evaluate how things went <laughs> this past month and uh, tweak some things before our return maybe we'll just have australian accents when we come back uh on august 7th with our full season two as we kick off there uh mosaic says just want to let you all know great job and daedra you're killing it and getting better every episode I agree with Thank that. you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for Rise and Shine Nerds. We want to invite you to get behind the scenes by joining our LT and Discord community. Once you've joined at lovethynerd.com slash Discord, simply go to Channels and Roles and click on the Rise and Shine Nerds channel to gain access to it. You can help us plan shows and segments and even be on the show yourself on occasion. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel. And don't miss an episode. Trombone Dalek, thank you for cheering those bits. (laughs) Uh, And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Daedra. And as always, a reminder. Jesus loves you, nerds.